Electricast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Today on MTP, Brady returns to Foxborough and squeaks out a win against the Patriots. We recap week four in the NFL. And we preview the AL wildcard game between the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees. This is Missing the Point, episode 90. But it's all relative. Welcome into Missing the Point. I am Michael Marcangelo, joined by Hollywood... Ray, not Wally anymore. Uh, it's the first time we've been a long we've, we've been on the show in a long time together. Ray, how you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. You know, I'm see this new space, and you know, we have a lot of soccer balls. So, got some Patriots stuff, got some Force stuff, and you know, uh, I got some baseball stuff. So, I've been waiting to talk about baseball for so long. So, I'm oh, ready we'll, to get, we'll get there. Don't yeah. don't you worry. That's a that's a big market tease. There sure is. Uh, I, I think the first thing we need to talk about is I think the final door closing on the Brady Belichick New England Patriots saga. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this on Sunday Night Football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came into town, and I think they defied everybody's expectations besides Craig D'Alessandro, who is the executive producer today. Nineteen uh, seventeen win over the New England Patriots. The Patriots hung in there tough. So before we jump into the actual stats of the game, Ray. I guess, what were your takeaways of, of that game? Uh, original takeaway, uh, Bill Belichick was in with the kids saying he was in his bag defensively. He was in his bag, and I didn't think he was going to be. So uh, I'll be the first to tell you what people that talked to me off the air, I was like, this shit should be 42 10 by half. That's what I just thought. And if anyone thought otherwise, they're like, or they just, they clearly were just a fortune teller. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, Bill, Bill was in his bag defensively. Uh, Mac Jones clearly, uh, you know, was up to the task and yeah, but it's just like, you know, the, but the biggest takeaway of all is that this team just can't close. So that, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I think, you know, obviously I, I was super, like super excited about the fact that the, the Patriots hung in there tough. I, for one was of the opinion that it was going to be a blowout. I thought Brady was going to come in here. I didn't think he was going to feel the effects of the moment as much as he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Right. You could see that. And also like to your point, right? Like, Belichick got them up for this game and he was able to do enough defensively to not, I don't say, I don't want to say confuse Brady, but he was giving them looks of all out blitz. And then he was dropping seven back into coverage. But yeah, I mean, in a Brady system, again, I don't want to keep going back to well, when Brady was our quarterback, but just one more time, if that game played out the way that it did and Brady was the QB for the New England Patriots, is there any doubt in your mind that we win that game? 
Oh, we, we definitely would have won. Right. Definitely would have won. Yeah, Even for sure. That, 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 that game ending drive uh, on third and four, they picked that up. Do you know what I mean? And again, like you, it just, it, it just kind of hit me in the face. Like that was the perfect way for this to end. We were so accustomed to over the 20 years that, that Brady and Belichick were together, game winning drives coming down to either an added Vinatieri or Steven Goskowski field goal to win it. And we don't have those guys anymore. We now right. have Mac Jones who looked very, very impressive. We'll, we'll get to him. But in the end, we need a 56-yard field goal in the rain. You know, I, I think Nick Fulk did a great job. It, it had the legs, but that's, that, doesn't that do more to articulate what the season has been so far for the Patriots? Like, you're almost good enough, but not quite yet? No, it does, but it also... It, it, it illuminates that there's no trust there in the team to get that job done. And once again, I mean, yeah, they had to make great on third down and, and we know that, but Mike Jump clearly was on fire for most of the night, especially in the second half. You just don't get 19 straight completions and, and you're not on fire. So clearly, clearly he was on fire. Uh, he was hitting on all cylinders literally. So, um, I just think that in that moment, you have to, you have to get the kid then. But yeah, it, it does speak to where they are. It's just like, they're just, you know, it's, they're, they're a team of horseshoes right now. And yep. those who listen to the show, you know, you know, I would call grass team with horseshoes, but the Patriots as a team, T-E-A-M, uh, they go back to 2001, <laughs> uh, which we, we need to tap into that boat right now. If that's the case, cause Lord knows, um, maybe someone is to get hurt. Who knows? But, <laughs> uh, but Bolu was where you at, uh, but <laughs> Yeah, some some some's got to give me. Yeah, they're, they're definitely a team that just can't. You know, they just they they knock on the door, knock on the door, knock on the door, and then I said they can't make the winning plays, uh, so to speak, to get the job done. Couple of things. I mean, I, I know Matt Jones did have 19 straight completions. I think he finished what 31 of 40 for like two yeah, two seventy five. Yeah, so he played a great game. That was excellent. But on that final drive, he threw two passes. One should have been picked off. No yeah, doubt about it. I mean, it yep. hit Devin White right in the hands. And then his next one, he throws into traffic. So I don't know if he was rattled. I don't know if his receivers just couldn't get open. But he wasn't looking. At, he wasn't looking as good as he was uh, in the second half on that last drive. What I will say though, and I'm interested to kind of hear what you think about this. I think Bill took the heat off of him. I don't think it's a lack of trust. I think Bill would much rather have people dis- discussing the next day about why would Bill kick it? Why wouldn't he go for it? And, and why did the kicker miss? Because nobody's talking about Mac Jones right now. And I think Bill, I think Bill's taking the bullet for him. I think, I think that's how much he respects him and how much he wants to cover him uh, this early on in the season, given the huge implications of that game. Yeah, I, that, I think that's a, that's a valid point. I mean, I wish he did. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, the, the bull got batted down on third down, but it's like, yo, there, there was a play, I think it was in the third quarter when... I don't know if it was Jacoby Myers or uh, whoever ran out, but uh, Jonathan Swift was like the secondary option behind yeah. him. And they got like a 15, 18, you know, 15 to 20 yard gain up that. That's a perfect play to run in that moment. Whether you want it with Jonathan Smith, you want to run it with Jacoby Myers, like you've ran all the shipwreck plays to not go for it on four down just so you can cover back. What? Why get to that point? You use already shoulders, you're looking to win the game. By running those trick plays, you know, and doing all that. So why not? When you get to that moment, when the, when when it, when it matters most, you know, it's money time. Let him see. Let him show. We got the man went to Alabama, so it's not like he went to he played at you know William and Mary, and he was playing you know D three. That that's that, that's not the case. I don't even know how I remember that school. I just I just, <laughs> just like, but it's like he, he didn't go to some random ass D three school. So it's like yo, 
He, he's built for this. And what's he, he didn't work under pressure last night. He stepped up for the most part. And you know, throws like that, like the Devin White, are going to happen. He had a couple overthrows last night. That's going to happen. He's a rookie. That happened. But there was nothing that showed me really outside of that throw to Devin White. He was not afraid of the moment. Even on no. the it wasn't. It wasn't like something that was on him. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. But at this moment, you know, once again, if you went, if you spent all that money in the off season and you want to see where the team is, you just got to go for it. And I want, I want to go back and ask you both. Do you think to me it, it felt like like the Indianapolis call? You know, so what would, what would be your thoughts about that? I felt like yeah. you, know, you got to go for it. But it's just like, what do you, what do you think? What are you thinking though? Yeah, so it's funny that you just mentioned that because I think it, back in that indie call, right? You know, fourth and two, you go for it because you don't trust your defense to stop Peyton Manning. Right. I think Bill thought Nick Folk could make the kick because he was hitting him from 58 in warmups. And honestly, I don't think he feared Tom Brady. Now, he should have, uh, but I, I don't think he was worried about giving Tom Brady the ball back with, what, 50 seconds left? But he, he, he's drunk. He's drunk. Yeah, yeah it's sure. But in reality... If you are worried about uh, Tom Brady moving down the field, you do go for it, right? right. But I, I think he had enough trust in his defense uh, to that point that he thought, you know, what you make the kick, you're up by one, and then you just stop him. It, with it, it was two timeouts. It would have been like 48 seconds left. So, yeah, that's plenty of time for the greatest of all time. Right. However, I do think if you just if you look at it like that, right, Bill was making sure that the heat would not fall on his rookie quarterback all while telling us that he did not fear the greatest of all time. Uh, that is the total Belichick thing to do. Yeah, I, if this doesn't work, it's not Max's fault. It's it's mine. Come at me or, or come at Nick Folk. But if it works... Yeah, come at me. I'm a man of 40. Yeah. I'm, I'm 70. <laughs> yeah. But, if, but if it works, go ahead, Tom. Run down the field. See you, so let's see if you can do it. Because in reality... Fucking would have. Let's be real. We're like, we, I'd have been on here crying <laughs> even for a year. And then you know, would have been just as a clip. I'd have been crying if that was the case. They fold at the billboard pool, and I'd have been like, "Oh my god, they left him too much, too much time, too much time." So, but I mean, listen, even if it was like a 48, 49 yard field, that that's it's it's good easily. Could it, it, it yeah. got even with six? Um, I do think you know maybe he saw just a sucker the week before, but it's like, hey, you know, we could, hey, 66, 56, 76. Who who cares? We just yeah. go out there and make it. This, this, he's not that guy now. And no. once again, he's been, he's been, he has been nails uh, since he's been here in the ring. I have to give credit because uh, he definitely was a joke when he was in Dallas. Sorry, Bobby. But you know that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> he, he, was, he was a joke in some other places in New York as well. So uh, his career high was 56. But listen, man, making 58 yarders in practice. In the rain. When it's, yeah, in the rain, but there's no, no pressure. Uh, it's different when the, the, that adrenaline's hit. And that that's what happened. And you know, he's already here and he has a faulty leg. Uh, you know, no, no pun intended. Um, so for that to happen, that's to me just I don't know, like just I just it just I didn't like the fact that you didn't give it to him in that moment. Once again, didn't think they was gonna win it, but in the game, the game calls for certain things to change. That was a winnable game. It wasn't like something where he was already down thirty one to seventeen, or like oh, whatever, we'll just punt it. And that's not and speaking of punting, that's not the only time where I'm just like, yo, what are you doing? Right before the half, you not you don't punt, Bill. Like you had a chance to put your foot on the neck. See the, the when Brady was hit once again, I and I get it, he's not here anymore. When they when they did that, that quotable double whammy when they was yep. scoring what a half and then they get the ball back and then they're up twenty one to three or they're up, you know, twenty seven to ten. Like that's you had that moment. You had that moment 
and you gave the ball, even though I know Sucker been missing the, uh, the field goal, but they ended up getting a field goal anyway. It's like, yo, oh, like, I, I just, I don't understand it. Like, add them on the ropes. Uh, once again, if you didn't think he was going to win, that's one thing, but it's like the game dictated that, you know, shit was changing. You, 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 had, you had him on the ropes. And, you know, to me, he played a very, he played safe when he should know. I'll just say that. He played safe when he should So, I, I do agree with you, kind of, but I think at the end that wasn't playing it safe. I, I really believe, and I, now I'll I'll ask you, like, was it ego? Do you think that that the field like going for the field goal and saying, you know what, we're going to make it from fifty six, and Tom's not going to run down the field? Was that Bill saying it's still my game? You just all play in it. Yeah, it, it probably wasn't, and and it cost them a moment because once again, for if it was fourth to six, fourth to seven, okay. I, I I can understand you getting the team out there and saying, hey, just shoot out there and say, hey, you know what? Go ahead and get the job done. Cool. I'm 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 not knocking that. Fourth and three, where well, once again he's completed 70% of his passes. He's cut Matt Jones is coming down as advertised at guard. He doesn't miss. You're not telling me that she couldn't do like a five year hit shot for Myers or whoever and got the first down. And then if you want to get it down to about 34, 35 seconds and they kick the field goal. You got me. I'm like, you know what? Hey, that's cool. Now we're playing percentages. I'm out with you. But to really just to, to get to not even get that chance, that happens. Him and Bay made a play. Okay, he bat the ball. Why? It happens. But you had one timeout left. You really should have had two timeouts, but you wish it because Jonathan Jones, dumbass, didn't get off the sideline. But, uh, you know, that's a whole other uh, thing. But it's just like, it's like, come, come on. I, I don't know. I, to me, I, I just, it just, to me, I, I hate the fact that he, he took the competition out of it, in my opinion. By saying, well, I'm going to cover back and you just come at me because, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that's been here. We don't want to uh, mess with his psyche or whatever they want to do with that. But just, just go for the win. That's just my thing. Go for the win. If you're Mac in that situation, and let's just operate under the assumption that what we're talking about right now is what happened, right? Bill wanted to make sure that uh, whatever happened in that game at the end, that either the blame was going to be on Bill or it was going to be on the kicker, but it was not going to be on Mac. If that was the case, if you're Mac in this instance, does that make you want to play harder for this guy? Know that he's willing to fall on the sword for you? No, no. no. I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess that maybe, but I, I guess to a, to an extent, yes. But there should be a part of him that's like, yo, I could have won this game. Like, I put the ball in my hand. I'm, I'm gonna take this there. You know, you know, we all remember the famous video. I told you I was gonna get you there. I told, and you, you're big, like, let him have that moment. It was on a silver platter. Yep, it was on a silver platter. For him to have that, it was there. And I, to me, I, I just, I don't know. I, it doesn't sit right with me that now we're banking on have beat a, a, a terrible Houston team just to get back up to two and three. As the great uh, Bob Kelly said, on our way to two and three, hopefully. But, you know, back what you're talking about, you know, Drew Bledsoe, we don't have a Drew Bledsoe on this team. We don't have a guy that's done it all in the league on the sidelines that tells Gloria, oh, baby, or Mac Jones say, you know, you know, fuck that. Go out there and sling it. There's no one on the sideline that that, uh, that has that you know that cachet. But in another 2001 twist, you know there are no such things as moral victories, really, right? But there are team building losses. You think about the 2001 loss to the Rams in the regular season. Could this be that? I really hope so. <laughs> like I really hope so. We talked a little bit about this off the end last night, but I, I really hope that that's the case. Uh, and we almost needed to, <laughs> like yeah. not almost. We needed, we need that to be that moment. Now, after that, Rams lost 0-1. Didn't lose again. 
clearly that's not happening. Let's not get, let's, let's not get drunk. Let's not be, let's not say things that are out of control. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I really hope that this is a win. I mean, a loss that, uh, that, that rallies them. So we hung in with the best of the best. Yeah, it was Brady. He was Tampa Bay, the reigning champions. Um, let's just see what we can do. I hope that's how they, they view it. And, you know, obviously they got to stay healthy. Um, they need a running back, you know, uh, sorry to those who think that they don't need a running back. Last night, they need a running back. You can't run against Tampa. You couldn't, you shouldn't even try. No, they are the, the best rush defense in the league. Just don't try. Sure. But it's just like, I mean, Leonard Fournette was under the like fucking up to pay. And I was like, this, this is, this is <laughs> like, like, and I get it. Leonard Fournette was a problem in high school from LSU. I get it. But I mean, my, my God. Well, I mean, conversely, our run defense is not that great. I, but it, to me, our defense has been decent, though. It's, it's the offense that couldn't hold, hold a candle. And once again, you, you, you lamented that all year about the offense being, you know, red so zone. Far, red, red zone you know, defense. Yeah. Red zone offense is awful. Right. But that just means overall, you, suck. you can't get into the end zone. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I don't care if it's the red zone, green zone, blue zone, like they, they can't get into something. So, you know, it's, it's pathetic. But no, the defense is hell. Like, the defense was phenomenal. Uh, Judah and Hey, listen. Hey, hey, Karen. How, how you doing? Um, that that take about Judon clearly. Listen, Judon is the he is the guy on this defense. This is not a this is not an Adelia Thomas part two. So you you can you can walk that take back. Judon is the guy on that. I'm sold. I was sold early on, but I was really sold at the last night. Like he was a man of those boys. So he's that guy. So, um, Bill, you gotta suck up to Gilmore. Right and this is not all about that. But I just had to get. I'm emotional right now. You gotta suck up to Gilmore. Some of us gotta give because we're a player to away on defense and coming in late on defense. And then, like I said, we just get the offense to do something. We can get there. Just saying, we get to the playoffs in my opinion. So I, I think I think what's worth noting before I, I I actually ask our executive producer to jump in because he was right when all of us were wrong. Uh, the great Al Michaels said last night, Brady now has more wins at Gillette Stadium this year than the New England Patriots do. The New England Patriots are 0-3 at home to open the season. Crazy. Uh, can you even fathom that? Because they, they have not they have not been 1-3 since 2001. And I cannot remember the last time they lost three in a row at home. Probably the 2000 season, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I, said, so, I mean, it, it definitely wasn't any... Hell, even back-to-back, that was not a... It happened. And then, yeah, that, that's not that wasn't a thing. What's again, sixteen or seventeen division titles? Like we were the eleven Braves, we were the San Antonio Spurs. Like we're all that in one, and then some. Like it, it, when you came into this house, you was getting your ass whipped. There, there was no, there was no in between. You know, Tyler and them dancing, Lord Malloy dancing. You know, and you, you name it. You know, uh, and that that's just what it was. Young high talent, but that day, I don't know, man. Like this used to be a house of horrors. Now, you know, it's you know, it's, it's family front town. I think the Patriots last year at home were five and three. This year they're zero and three. They have lost six games at home in the last two years. I say that because Tom Brady only lost twenty-one games at home in nineteen years. Nineteen years, and you were already at thirty-three percent of how many games you lost in those nineteen years in the last two. But Craig, before you jump uh, from this game, you were on it. You knew what this game was going to be. Tell us why. I. It, it really wasn't that difficult for me because I just, you know, you, Tom Brady has had three very, three Hall of Fame worthy careers. He had yeah. the 2000 to 06 and 07 to 11 mm-hmm. and everything past that. And in this third stage of his career, 
it's always been that consistent. He's had that one binky the entire time beyond Welker, beyond Edelman. Besides that, he's always had Gronk, who's in my mind, one of the most disruptive players in the NFL. And he doesn't even have to be that good to be disruptive. He will run down the seam and it just means that they have to double cover him at all times. And, you know, I just look back at all the games where Gronk injured himself, broken arm, tore a ligament, whatever it was, where he was out for an extended time. And you looked at those times where he was injured before 2019, and Brady looked very human at that point. And then you looked at 2019, where he didn't have him throughout the entire season. You, you go back and watch that in 2019, the Patriots looked terrible when Gronk retired. And it was not a good season. That was the old boogeyman season where they had to rely on their defense and their offenses is not up to snuff. And then I just assumed that would kind of transfer over to Tampa with the Patriots. Well, with Tom kind of having the Patriots offense down there, the offense he's had his entire career. And I just assumed if you have your big disruptive tight end, not going to be there, he's going to have the same exact trouble that he had in New England for his last couple of years. And it turns out kind of exactly what happened. Not kind of exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're all over here. I mean, I'm saying, you know, I'm Seth Rollins and it burn it down. I'm telling it it's going to be terrible and blah, 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 blah. And Craig's like, I don't know, Mike. Gronk's not starting. I think it's going to be close. We might even win. I'm like, what, Craig, why, what pills are you on? He's like, nope, Gronk. And he was right. He was absolutely <laughs> right. So, uh, Ray, I'll, I'll kick it over to you. Are you surprised that at this stage and, and, and in this, and this, you know, alteration of Gronkowski that he's still that important to Tom Brady. No, he's the best tight end of all time. Like that, that's not of all, of all time. Yeah. Well, time. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, that's Jenner shops. I was do some, you know, that's Tony Gonzalez, you know, but, uh, yeah, he's the best of all time. So it, it, it makes sense that we've on the field. Now, granted, I think we were a little jaded about that because we still have London. In years where Gronk wasn't around and he was, yep. uh, he was in his prime, even more so than he is now. But he's back, y'all. Listen, <laughs> like, and I know there's some, even on the show, that thought he was, he was not going to be that guy. And he wasn't at times last year for most of the year. Uh, but in, in the playoffs, he, he caught, he caught fire. He caught, just like he caught fire for us in the, in the, um, in the playoffs when he, re- uh, you know, retired or, or yeah, as I put it in quotations, you know, I retired. He quit on us. Fuck that. He, he quit. He quit on New England. Um, and it's amazing how he hasn't got any backlash for that. You know, Mike's really one of the few that's been really on that. Uh, mainly because he wanted Jared Cook, but thank God we can get Jared Cook after what happened uh, to him in the playoffs last year. So I'm a-okay with that. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, we would have we burned it down for real had he fumbled the playoffs for us. So let's be, it, let's keep it real. But yeah, no, I mean, like I said, yeah, shout kudos to Craig. But yeah, I mean, listen, Gronk, Gronk, oh, well, you know, you know, Craig has to be prophetic because Craig knows we Craig knows what he's talking about. You know, he, he does, you know, he knows the shit. He knows that Gronk is still the man. So uh Brady knows that Gronk is still the man. Um and they also they played last night like they knew that Gronk was still the man. So yeah, I mean, I think they he still needs that at the end of the day, he still needs him to be the best version of himself at this stage of his career, for sure. But I can understand why people would still assume, oh yeah, but Gronk's out, they're still gonna be fine. Because yeah, they still had probably Brady's best receiving core he's ever had in his entire career down to Tampa Bay right now. Let's say Gronk is gone, and obviously he was last night. They still have a whole crap load of first-round talent. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown still there. So I could understand why people still thought, ah, oh, yeah, kid, they're going to put up 30 on the Patriots. Tom Brady's come back for revenge. But without the Gronk engine in there, it just doesn't 
work. What what happened to OJ Howard? Oh, I, I was just gonna say that. Where the hell was he? What happened to him? Because I I and, and once again, Patriots fans to listen to this and and don't don't you lie to me, Patriots fans. A year ago, and now and on Twitter, on Preach. Facebook, you was long was for screaming for OJ Howard to be a Patriot. Don't you lie to me that I we reported receipts like we was hoping that OJ Howard would become a Patriot. And that he should have been in the trade. That is not a lie. That, that is not, as I say on the show, that is not a prediction. That is a spoiler. So, but I want to know what the hell happened to OJ Howard. Damn, he fell the hell off. My God. Yeah, he looks awful. And just uh, to, to your point, like I think last year at any point in time, I was praying for Ben Coates to come back for Christ's sake. So, like, <laughs> anybody, anybody was better than who we had. Any, any, any BM, anybody right. but that. And yeah, but they brought back Ben Watson instead. So, that, I mean, yeah, Ben Watson, Ben Coates, whoever. Yeah, great. Uh, Uncle Ben's right. Something, something, something got to give. Because it was a joke. It was bad. So after everything that we've gone through, after everything you've seen so far, the Patriots are one and three. Their one win this year is against a rookie quarterback who literally could not hit anything besides the Patriots defender in that game. One and three after this loss. Can the Patriots rebound? Yeah, I think they can. Uh, once again, especially if, if, if they are as hype as you know we were, we've seen how they played last night. Uh, you know, hopefully some of the buying has happened. And we know this in years past, you know, we know the first four games have always been an extended preseason, you know, for the pitchers and they ramp it up, right? Now, obviously that wasn't the case last year because well, some COVID and it's really not just having a talented officer, you know, but like I said, they were two and two with this time last year and it, you know, had a little bit of a fun in the middle of the year, you know, we're hoping that things will change then. But, uh, but for this year, see, yeah, I, th- I think they can. I think if, you know, if Jesse Josh, uh, if you get out of his way and actually open up the offense, like they did a little bit last night, could they just literally did was it fuck, we cannot run. And once again, like I said, it could have been third, it could have been third and 12. And they're, like I said, they're running, you know, <laughs> a halfback toss. And this is not bad at all for, uh, you can't just throw it to work done and just hope that he runs 80 yards. Like this is not, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's so bad. But, uh, yeah, I think like I said, if he gets out of his own way, uh, I do think that last night was an indicator that, Bill had his imprint more on that game, I think, because of what they meant to him. So if that's the case, you know, forget, uh, tongue, you know, like in tongue, Steve, forget about Gerard Mayo, forget about what, forget about all of it. Bill, I need you to take over more. I know you're older, but last night you proved to us still that when you're in your bag, ain't nobody fuck. You proved that to me once again, because I forgot I got a little crazy. Uh, and my mind started thinking it might be that time. You showed me once again last night, you were still that guy comes to game planning. Show us to me. So you need, you need to have more imprint. Forget about your son. Forget about the other guys. On, you need to be that guy because if your hands on it, we got a chance. But if not, it burn it down. Burn it down. That's what I can say. Burn it down. I, I, I can't take it. So some got to get. Also, like trick plays are supposed to be a layer to your offense that helped, uh, you know, deceive the defense. These should not be the most accomplished plays of your offense in a night. And so it was beautiful, though. Yeah, they were, they were great. They were gorgeous. They got, they got them down to the red zone. To me, they should use their COVID miles a little bit more. I think they would kind of do that a little bit more when Sutton was here, too. But uh, they they clearly like that type of player. And Jacoby Myers, to me, is like a Bahamasin type, type guy. You know, not going to be a one, but a hell of a number two. Yeah. Well, he's our one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our player for now. Yeah. He's a three on any other team. I don't know, man. 
He's not that good. Yeah, I, I think, no, no. I think on paper, what you're saying is right, Craig, but I, I think it's easy to think about that. But when you look at, like, he's been productive with, with by far, the most unproductive quarterback in Patriots history, aside from Tony Eason, Cam Newton last year. And and Jacoby Myers was, re- I mean, he was the, the number one. He's the only reason that Cam had all the passing yards that he did. And it makes you wonder, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not here to question Brady and why he freezes people out. He froze Jacoby Myers out in 2019 because he was on that team and he didn't look at him. Obviously, he had Edelman there. Well, I mean, that's, that's your estimate. Like, Lawrence Levin was around. Well, they're, you know, they're best buddies, best their besties, brothers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that, that's what it was. But, you know, but Myers at, the, at, his, at his peak should be a really good number two. Like, yeah. he's the one for us now uh, because he, he has to be. Uh, we had, you know, a little bit of a sighting from Prager's guy, uh, Nikhil Vieri. Uh, I do wish they had put him a little more into the offense last night. You know, he wasn't. Why? You want him to drop another touchdown? I mean, like, he's. He, no, not, he's not, not dropping another touchdown, but my thing is. You don't have anybody else to turn to. So it was like, you, you have to incorporate him to an extent. So he had a nice little catch for that 10 yard first down he caught, uh, I think, yeah. in the second half. Um, it had been nice to see him get a couple more targets, whether he caught or not, is just, that was on him. But I just think that you, ha- you have to incorporate everybody in this offense uh, to make it go, especially on a night like last night. But like I said, who knows? Maybe next will be a game like their right game, as I call it. Um, and like I said, you know, um, Houston. You know, he said Kalen sucks and then they just, they just, they just got 40 piece. <laughs> he just got 40 piece. Um, can it really be a, can it really be a get right game? Rayshon, if you're facing a team that you, uh, nobody has respect for. I mean, in reality, what you mean? No, no one got, no one got respect for the week. You know, no one got respect for no, Houston. In, in reality, two weeks from it is there is the get right game. You beat Dallas. If you can beat Dallas, then you're back. Now, if, if you, right, fall- but I mean, but you, but you, I mean, you, you got to get to four three to get to four. That's what I mean. Like, I, you got to get. That's what I'm saying by getting right. So, yeah, of course. I mean, listen, that that's going to. Uh, I expect that group chat to be more fire that uh, week. Uh, you know, there won't be many quiet days <laughs> on, on that week for sure. Uh, we might have to do a couple of shows. It's great. We have to break up into a couple episodes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we might have to change it up for that. But yeah, so. I mean, but yeah, they better figure it out, though. You got to figure something out. I, th- I think we're missing the most important thing with this Patriots team, isn't it? Isn't it the old line? Yeah, yeah the, the line sucks. It sucks. And Tr- yeah, Trent Brown needs to come back. And then when I he thought he'd be back, back yesterday. Dante Scarnecki needs to come back. How about that? <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, they, they cannot let that man retire and rest because the line sucks. Do something. Justin Heron, terrible. Uh, you know, Michael Wendell, who, who was really good last year, Old Stanton wanted to get parachute every other call. You're trash now. They away got pounded last night. He's get pounded every week. I mean, it, it's 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 like a free subscription to Bang Bros, bro. I mean, for for Christ's sakes, it, it's it's unbelievable. I thought he was an all pro tackle, and every single week he gets beat. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I like you. Moving on. I love, I love it. I love it. That was great. Oh, you got to keep that yeah. laughter. It's great. Nobody it's thinks that's funny anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Mo- moving what, what, on, I think I, I think uh, the, the, the cream of the crop of the NFL uh, met on Sunday, and it was the Arizona Cardinals versus the Los Angeles Rams. I think all going into this week, we everyone, including uh, the real BK, Bob Kelly, we all thought 
that the Rams are the best team in the league and the Cardinals are kind of cardiac, right? Can they do it? Can they sustain it? They're a real team and they are a problem, as you would say, Ray. I mean, 37 to 20, Kyler goes, what, 24, 32, 268, two touchdowns, no picks. Their rushing game was great. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 12 carries, 120 yards. And then when you get AJ Green, five for 67 at the touchdown. D-Hop, four for 67. Max Williams, I mean, they, they had three receivers over 65 yards receiving. They are a wagon, and their defense stood up when they needed to. So what are your takeaways from this game? Because I, I, didn't, I don't think I ever really thought that the Cardinals could be a 13-4 and four type team, but they sure as hell look like it right now. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, listen, Chandler Jones set the tone for that team. Um, you know, it's amazing, you know, how talented these he's, he's looked over there, you know, he's been like that his whole freaking career, but you know, it's, it's, it's fine, right? I uh, you know, wish we had a guy like that, right? Whatever. Yeah. And he said, so, you know, Buda Baker, JJ Watt, uh, yeah, listen, Keller Murray's the MVP right now. I, I think I said this uh, a few weeks ago, or I was on the show with Bobby, but I'll say it again, especially not having you on the show. You know, I feel about Lamar, but I have to give this to Kyle, right? Kyle is everything been looking for Lamar to be. And even though he has been there, listen, he's great there. It's MVP year. So, well, listen, I'm not, I'm not taking away from that. Uh, but just to, from the throwing aspect, you know, he, he's a, he's a smarter runner than Lamar. Lamar, Lamar Lamar's more explosive in my opinion, but Kyle is a smarter runner and that, that matters, right? Um, so if you get that third and four, instead of you throwing it into a dirt or throwing more screen, you say, okay, if I can get this five, start four. You know, I move the chains. I'm just going to do that. That's what Calamari does. It's not a third that you can't make. Um, you know, whether it's going left, going right, like he, he does it all. So yeah, he, he's been special. And I had to come, I had to come around. I, I asked some people that I know that big on the cards over the last year and some change. And I'm like, ah, I don't see it. Um, but yeah, they've been awesome. And, you know, listen, the Rams are still going to be there. It's a division three. The sure. Division going to beat up on each other. Um, Arizona just made a statement and said, look, We've been a little brother in this division for a while. You know, it's like, it's, it's time for us to come out. And like I said, uh, that division is the best division um, in, in football. And, you know, they're going to beat up on each other. But yeah, Arizona looks like the little deal. And if Kyler Murray is not the old season MVP after a quarter of the season being gone, you know, you're smoking dope. Well, Kyler's just a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no, that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's, I think if like four weeks ago, that would, I would have took the bait, just went ham, like went left, went upset. But no, like, right, like right now, that's the case. You know, it was a beautiful throw. He had a Hollywood Brown. Sure. Yeah, they, that, that was a great throw, which, so he's so he's clearly improving the throw because he wasn't making that throw. He been, even his MVP year, he wasn't making that type of throw. So, uh, him and Hollywood Brown, if you get better. Let me but, just ask you a question. If, if, if it's the, the NFC title game or the AFC title game, right? And there's, uh, it's, Third and eight, it's going to be press coverage, tight coverage. Who do you yeah. want throwing the ball, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Oh, right now, Kyler Murray, sure. Lamar. Like, and because my thing, I think they both get the first down play. You said they're looking to throw it, there's going to be Kyler. But if you're saying who's the threat to running it and there's like maybe Brady for 50, <laughs> then it's probably yeah. Lamar. But I, I, I just think that, yeah, if you're saying, okay, press coverage, I, I, I need someone to, to get that one on one and just maybe throw a dive or, uh, you know, getting into a tight space, then yeah. Uh, you know, part of it too, I just think they have a lot better receiving for Arizona, Baltimore. Oh, for sure. That's not, that's, that's not even that's a question. Not, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's literally Mark Andrews was a dead. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, hey, AJ Green looks good again. Yeah. 
That's what happens when you leave Cincinnati. So yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you, even even though they're balling right now, they're balling yeah. too. Let's see the that uh listen, uh Joe Exotic, he's 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 playing it. You know, he he's the new Tiger King. Yeah. Like that, that, the unincarcerated that, Tiger King. Who, who, say it again? The un the unincarcerated Tiger King. Yeah, the unincarcerated yeah. Tiger King. Yeah. So uh the one they want to keep seeing week after week. So hey, he he's been great. Uh Jamar Chase had his all cool. You know, you know, people thinking, oh, you know, well, I don't know if I can catch the football on the well, she's putting the NFL on notice that a year off or not, I'm that guy. And yeah, he, he, he he's a prompt. So, you know, we got to look at that wide receiver that come out of LSU a little different now because a lot of guys came out of there have been phenomenal. Like Justin Jefferson, like you name it, like they don't boys, the boys can play. So yeah. So I say, yeah, maybe it was a good play. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of team up there that's really doing well. You know, I know the Steelers ain't doing well, so I just had to play. Uh, no, 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 not yet. Uh, another team that's near and dear to our hearts here at MTP is the, uh, the, Chicago, uh, the Chicago Bears. And Justin Fields last week had the most atrocious. There was an abomination of football. I'm on record of saying it. One yard. Talk about a bounce back week, though. 11 to 17, 209. And he would, he just looked good. It looked like, you know, and, and Matt Nagy, I mean, that prick, he actually stopped calling plates. He, he turned that over to somebody else and he's still trying to take credit for it. It's like, listen, bro, you don't know how to tailor this offense for Justin Fields. So don't, because what you saw, yeah, and it was against the Lions. By the way, Jared Goff and the Lions. Is actually way better than Jared Goff on the Rams. I, he's he's playing better, and I don't know if, if I think that because the, the team around him sucks. But twenty four of thirty eight for three hundred yards, two touchdowns. That's a pretty good game in a loss. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Still completed, still completed. Decided getting sixty percent of his passes. Um, Hawkinson is a real deal. Clearly, yeah. um, it's amazing how much receiver talent was tied in the wide receiver position they've had. Sure. It just had to amount to anything. It's just, it's, it's beyond me. But yeah, I mean, the record doesn't show it, but yeah, he's played a little bit better. But I mean, you know, I think that San Francisco game kind of took those sales out of there, like took the one out of their sales. So yeah, for sure. You think about it though, the Bears now two and two. Uh, Justin Fields now is actually looking pretty good. And if they can keep him playing, if they can just keep scheming him the way they schemed him this past week, because Every pass that he was uh, that he intended to throw looked like an Ohio State like pass, right? He felt he looked comfortable, he looked confident. If that keeps happening, if David Montgomery keeps rushing for 100 yards, if there is that emergence of Darnell Mooney along with Allen Robinson, now you have now you actually have a problem on offense to complement that that really good defense. So I was watching those highlights and I was like, this is why I damn near broke my computer on draft night because that's the guy that I wanted. That's how good he can be. And yeah, he's not polished yet. Fine. But when you just look at his raw as a Bears fan or as a football fan, as a football fan, how are you not impressed? Oh, you know, he, he was definitely a lot better with something. There's no debating that uh, or disagree with that, I should say. But yeah, I think it helps when you have 100 yard rush away. That's what any especially for a young one, like just to take that pressure off. So yeah, if you're giving him that way, even if a guy's getting 80, like, forget about 100, guys is getting sure. 80 plus, um, you, you got a shot. Like I say, he, he can make all the throws. You know, well, we we see we see it at Ohio State now. Ohio State has not produced great quarterbacks. Let's let's, not. let's 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 call space, but they have not. So Troy Smith, uh, Cyril Tyre had to switch to be a wide receiver. Like so, Dwayne Haskins, yeah, Dwayne Haskins. So you name, uh, you know, you know, uh, Chris Krenz. What's what's that? What that Chris was whatever that guy was one that was like a billion years old. 
<laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So anyways, but um, I'm gonna trust with Benny. So yeah. So I, I don't know. So that's kind of why I was gonna apprehensive, but after he feels would have been like I said, super up. It's like they haven't had a photograph come out of that school in forever. Um, I don't want that. And I mean, granted, it's the same thing with with with, with Alabama. Um, and like I, said, I was praying to God he wasn't gonna come AJ McCarron. Um, but you know, and five game, four game, but yeah. So that, that's kind of kind of my thoughtful take on that. But yeah. if you're a young quarterback, right, uh, and you go eleven to seventeen for two hundred nine yards, and then you're run, you you, you rush uh, as a team for one hundred eighty eight yards, that's a great day. Oh, it is. But I'm a, and yeah. yeah, again, it's the Lions. But again, uh, I think the Bears. I think that's a that that's going to be a fun team to watch. I would be uh, uh, accused of sipping too much haterade if we didn't talk about this next team. I think that the Dallas Cowboys made a real statement. I think 36-28 victory over the uh, over the uh, the undefeated at the time Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they're without CMC. That's fine. But you, when you really think about it, Dallas is up what thirty three uh, thirty three to fourteen going into the fourth quarter. Really? Carolina goes on a run, and Dallas held. They didn't panic. They didn't do all the things that the Cowboys have done over the, over the last four years. And yeah. Dak looked good. This wasn't his best passing game, but 14 of 22 for 188 and four touchdowns. He looks in command. But Zeke, this is the Ezekiel Elliott of three years ago. Right. 20 carries, 143 yards, and a touchdown. If he does that, this team is hard to beat. So I'm going to ask you, I'm only going to ask you because uh, you know a, a certain other member of the team isn't on here. How real the Dallas Cowboys? Because I think that they are, they could be a favorite to go into the NFC Championship game. Yeah, well, I, I want to touch on the Z thing for before I talk about this as, as a team. I, I have a lot of friends outside of Bobby that are uh, Cowboys fans because I got families in Texas. I know quite a few people out there. Um, a lot of y'all should be saying you have something to Bob that Tony Pollard was better than Zeke Elliott. I got to understand when you thought that even Tony Pollard you know, came off as a slow serve, he runs hard every play. You know, there's a reason why Jerry Jones paid ninety million for Ezekiel Elliott, and you saw that on Sunday. He's different when when he's on, and then that that's what it is. So, oh, so much uh, money though, it's so much. Oh no, no, no sure, right sure. Right. I mean, say say what you will about that. Listen, it, it ain't coming out my fault, so it, it's fine, whatever. But it's just like there's a reason why he got paid that money. That line is not has not been what it was even a few years ago, from a few years ago as well. So whether it's Tyron Smith, whether it's Lyle Collins, who's been out for a few games, so. You know, there's been some differences there, but yeah, Zeke, Zeke was special, but no, uh, collectively. So whether it's been CD Lamb, you know, uh, I think Gallo's been out for a few, but you know, Gallo's back, obviously, Mark Cooper has, has been special, Schultz has been special, uh, you know, the, listen, Trey, Trey one has been a top five corner. Um, he is a pro bowler. Like I said, I know Bobby was saying he was on, he is a pro bowler right now. Is it four games in a not that he is a pro bowler? You get five picks in four games. Um, you are you are a shutdown, and you know uh, I still think they need someone on the other side, and I'm sure Bobby would agree with that. But like, yeah, they're 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 special right now. Micah Parsons is a beast. I mean, what a, what a great draft pick. You know, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Remember, uh, when we saw on it, Bobby was like, "Oh, got to get a corner to the top. We got a corner now. Got got that linebacker was there." And once again, I know Bobby would say this too. Jalen Smith is done. It's, it's time, brother. It's time. Either he needs to go to the team, maybe he needs to get a new control, but it's, it's time. But I will say this, y'all gave all that time to Sean Lee down there. Give it back to Jalen Smith. Just saying. You gave Sean Lee a rope longer than the Zaco Bridge. <laughs> Just <Right>. saying. <laughs> so let, uh, let Jalen Smith see if he can find his way back to, to some, some type of prominence. But 
No, but I mean, at the end of the day, I said Dallas is playing awesome. And at this moment, they should run away with the NFC. Oh, yeah. The, the East, I mean, it's the worst. It's the worst division in football. So, right. But it's just like, you know, but you know, they've also picked that team. It's just like, think it's going to go that way. You know, someone comes out of nowhere. But I just think at this, at this moment, they are, they are clearly the best team. And like I said, they gave Tampa for his money. They gave, you know, they, they're giving everyone the business right now. So like I said, as long as they stay healthy, they, they should make a deep part. Like, no, no question. Yeah. No question about it. Also, like, you know, the the football fan in me wants to see Dallas succeed, but Bobby's been just so insufferable so far. And like, it's, they're just one. I, I, I know that they're accustomed to their Super Bowls being September, but I mean, I hope that they do well. Uh, I, I, I think that they're going to. Uh, how bad was Adam Gase? <laughs> because Sam Darnold looks like a real NFL quarterback right now. I mean, 26 of 39 for 301 yards, two touchdowns through the air, two touchdowns on the ground. He's, he's the NFL's leading rushing in touchdowns. Crazy. Real. Unreal. It's maybe, maybe it's just a Carolina thing. Like their quarterbacks lead, lead the league in, in rushing touchdowns or rushing yards. Maybe, maybe it's just a Carolina thing. But yeah, they, they've, yeah, he, he's, he's been special. Uh, he's, he's definitely no longer seeing ghosts down there in Carolina. Um, you know, team is seeing ghosts when they see him out there now. That's what looks like it's happening. So yeah, he, he's been awesome. Uh, shout out to shout out to DJ or though. Listen, my, he's been my guy on fantasy DJ. Well, I want to thank you, brother. Oh, I'll thank you to get in Jersey at some point. You are a special, special talent. You've come a long way from the NFL films video with Steve wondering if you should even keep you on the fantasy team or should he be on the roster. You've come a long way, brother. You are a special talent. And my fantasy team thanks you very much. This is why I just, I just had to put that out there. But yeah, Carolina's been been awesome, man. And hopefully McCaffrey can come back at some point because I think they have something going down there for sure uh, down there in Carolina. Yeah, if McCaffrey comes back, then that team's going to compete with Tampa Bay for the division, which is something that none of us saw coming, by the way. I oh, mean, yeah, no, that, that's a very uh, good surprise. Last thing before we get over to the Red Sox. Would you rather be one and three as a Steeler or one and three as a Patriot? Uh, one of those as a Steelers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. O- only because I feel like like, I mean, I, I guess maybe because I've been mean, granted, they, I know they have clean net, they have full spread, but Mike Tullum has never had a losing season. And I, I, he's never had, so we can say we want to call him that's the biggest of the postseason, whatever, but he's never had a losing season as a coach. I just think. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. He's never had a losing season. So it's just like, I, I just, I trust him as a motivator to get them to. Do you trust Ben at this stage, though? Like, can Ben still do what Mike Tallman encourages him to do? But it's, it's not just about that. So whether whether it's, whether it's Najee Harris, whether it's Yante Johnson, whether it's uh, Juju, well, um, someone's gonna get Juju and Johnson. Oh, no, right, no, well, I'm saying I give the ball, but I'm saying it like so. Whether you got a ball for Ben, I mean, listen, big big Ben. And I, I actually I told uh, Steve Renee last night, so I'm gonna bring that up now. Steve Renee was making a comment about the Patriots game last night, and I said, "Friend of the hey, show, yeah, friend of the show." But uh, no, I wouldn't have to stack whatever slide. I said, "Uh, yeah, like I love Steve." I was like, "Look," I said, "Uh, I said you need to relax." I said, but you need to focus on this, how big bad that is about as done as your hair was. And uh, I got a few likes on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's true. Um, they, they both put the hairline and big bad to fall back big time. Uh, so yeah, they, they need, they need to figure something out as a quarterback position. And they doing has to, maybe they, you know, maybe they call, uh, yeah, I, I think he played great for Tom. Maybe Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton played great this work. Um, on that, like, I'm, I'm just gonna get that jab, dude. 
You know, you got, got you know, got to get that shot. But like, I think, like I said, he, uh, I think he'd be great over there, Pittsburgh. Honestly, he he fits that yeah, for sure, like, big time. So, um, yeah, Ben is Ben is dumb. But I I wanted it to be New England to be the team that gets there. But I just right now, like, I just need to see a few moves for him. Like, okay, maybe we'll turn this around. But y'all, you know, I'm a little uh, I, I, have, I have some PS, I have some PTSD. <laughs> I have so. And even that 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 says that that hurts me more after them gets they lose to the Giants just now. Like, like what is what do you how do you lose to that team? But man, it's all right. yeah, it's all it's all good. But yeah, so yeah, just to ask them now, Craig, would you rather be a Steelers fan at one and three or a Patriots fan at one and three right now? I would rather be with a team that I knew has a quarterback for the long term. That right. would be the Patriots right now. Yeah, because because you know you look at that when. Roethlisberger got hurt a couple of years ago and Mason Rudolph had to come in. They looked terrible. Terrible. And, and in the NFL, you're dictated by how good your quarterback is. Yeah. As Charles Barkley once said, TRBL terrible. Like they just looked absolutely atrocious. I, I just wanted to take the temperature of the room because I think right now when you have two of the perennial franchises in the NFL sitting at one and three, you know, I think there is a difference. Now, again, there's no moral victories. And if, if the Patriots don't do what I think they can do, which is go 11 and six this year, which is what I predicted that it's a failure. There are no more moral victories, right? But you'd rather be one and three with a rookie quarterback and all that money sitting in the wide receiving core than one and three with a 40-year-old quarterback who couldn't really get in shape in the offseason and who's literally wasting some of the prime years of Juju Smith-Schuster right now because he, he, he just he's not good anymore. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he will. Maybe I'll be wrong. Won't be the first time. Promise it won't be the last. Something that, again, that I, that I was wrong about... Um, Brings us to the, the Boston Red Sox. Seven days ago, depending on what this is. Really, now, you know what? Eight days ago, I yep. said that the Boston Red Sox were fucking frauds because they had control of the number one wild card spot. Yep. The Yankees come into town and they beat the brakes off of you. They have yep. no spine. Turns out, even after losing two out of three to Baltimore, they were able to secure the first wild card spot, finish at 90 and 72, and they will host the wild card game tonight, Tuesday, at Fenway. So, Ray, how do you feel about this Red Sox team? And I guess before you were that, was I too harsh on them? Of course you were too harsh on them. Listen, this, this we talked about it in April. I remember the show up at the end of the year. We, I mean, listen, you th- you think you was harsh. I mean, I think me, Joe, and Wall, Bobby, Bibby, and, and Craig, I think, just ripped a new one into me. It, it was bad. I think it was right after the Bulls, after the uh, Bulls Bulls suit the beginning of the year. Like, it was bad. But I just said at the end, I said, they, I said, they might mess around and win 93 games, like the 02 year. And they, they won 92. They won 92 or 7, right? So, uh, it was again, some of your back check. I think I said that again. I don't know if I'm good, I feel like I did. And, but once again, that team, this team overall was not expected to win more than eight games. So the fact that they won 90 games uh, with a team that had, COVID issues, good lord, injuries, good lord, and still find a way to at least get to the dance to an extent. To me, that's a win. Like I, I was telling Bobby off the air, I said, yo, because we've won four times in the last 15, 16 years, we no longer look at it that way. It's like, no way. Well, it's like, man, you know, you choke, this shit act, you soft, you spinal. It's like, hey, man, like, this team was not, this team was, was much better than the 2019 team that won 84 games. Like, that's what people thought they were going to max out and do. So, the fact that you get the top wildcard spot and you just sweep your way in there, you know, listen, that game on Sunday uh, was, listen, it, when, uh, when, when Verduco hit that hit that uh, double with the gap to tie, I mean, I was falling off my fucking bed. Like, it, it was, 
I was, I was going crazy. And then when, I mean, Devers had a no doubter. My God. I mean, I mean, as soon as it left the bat, I was like, oh, I said, okay, it's just a new one. So yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I love that Evaldi's on the mound. Evaldi is a really well against me working his career. So, um, I'm confident that he can give us six strong. He owes us because he sucked his last performance. Uh, so he owes us. And I, I know, you know, though you spoke about how you felt, how oh, Nathan Evaldi <laughs> on, off the air to us, but no, I said it on the air. I'll send it all there, but I guess it didn't. <laughs> he's a really gotcha. good, he's like a great number three. Right, right, right. I don't know yeah. that he's a number one. And he's a souped up Rick Porcello. He's a little better than Porcello, in my opinion. And I know Porcello was a side younger, I get it. But I mean, I was going to say he's like a callback to a, a John Burkett in his prime, right? He's not, you know, like he, he's, he's a little he's, better than that, though. Re- I mean, than- he's 11 and 9 with a 3.75 ERA, and he's going against Garrett Cole, 16 and 8, 3.2. But to me, get but I, I, we better hope that Garrett Cole, uh, you know, has a performance that you know he, he had a death to well overall. He finally got a win in Fenway at the beginning of September. Um, finally, at it and got no time to start. But you know, um, we'll know very early on. I should say yeah. if, if Garrett Cole has it, does that you know, we're in for a long night. But you know, if Avondi could tap in to that 2018 uh, Dodgers performance, uh, which was the best relief. Relief performance I've seen since Pedro did against Cleveland. That that shit was phenomenal. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I I, mean, I was at Oakland Wolf watching. It was at two a.m. I'm like, yo, let's get that. And I need to go home. Like I gotta work tomorrow. Like, it was real. It was crazy. Uh, but I wasn't going to sleep with Skype. We, we won a loss. But yep. yeah, they overachieved to an extent. But I mean, yeah, make no make no bowls about it. I want them to smack the season night. And I want us to have a chance to go in against Tampa. And you know, whatever happens from there happens. But we got to be up tomorrow night. Got to. Gotta be them on Tuesday. Got So, how much do you think the momentum plays into the into Major League Baseball, like in between series? The reason why I asked that is because, again, I said this on the last show. You were nine and four. Uh, no, sorry, you're ten and four against the Yankees uh, before the trade deadline. You're zero and six cents. So, what happens? I mean, they have, you know, not to just to quote Pedro Martinez, like the the Yankees have made us their daddy since the trade deadline. So. Does that carry over into this into this one game playoff? Which, by the way, I think is the best thing that Major League Baseball has ever done. I love the play in game. I think it actually brings excitement and meaning to a 162 game season, which is far too long. But I think my original question is: the momentum on the side of the Yankees going into this game? I mean, I, I think they, I think the Yankees believe so. What do you believe? I, I don't, I don't, I think that you're as good as whoever that, that pitcher is that day. So if, if, if you said, if Cole was on, then hey, great. They have a great shot to do it. But if not, then, you know, Aaron Judge will be playing, you know, New York, New York on his way back, you know, to the crib. They, like I said, I think they, they think that they're going to come here with that to us. I, I, I really believe that. Um, and I hope that we use that against them. They think that they're so, they're super confident that they're going to come here and, uh, and, and take us on. But I think it's the first one game playoff here since, uh, since 78. Yeah. Against? Um, yeah, yeah, against the Yankees and, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, someone like Gio, you know, Ursula is not Bucky dead. You know, somewhere, hopefully, you know, JD is not Jim Bryce and hitting a pop fly on the first fucking pitch. Um, you know, so all, all of that. So, you know, you know, we just got to see. But like I say, listen, Red Sox, Yankees, one game, when it takes all, like, I, you, you cannot write this any better. And I was hoping for that. Like, I didn't want tomorrow was all this. It's Red let it be Red Sox Yankees. That's going to draw the most, even 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 in this era, 
uh, where, you know, the Red Sox ain't rivalry is not what it, what it once was, but, um, Red Sox Toronto wouldn't have been the same. Red Sox to Seattle wouldn't have been the same, but, you know, talking about division, like, I know you joked about them. Well, not joked about them, but they choked them, but there was four teams that won 90 games, like, in the fucking division. Four teams. Like, that, that's unreal. That's by far the best division in baseball. So, sure. So when 92 games, when uh, three other teams won 90, and once he won 100, okay, like, that, that's really good. I'm, I'm just saying, even the year they won the World Series in 2018, there was three teams that won 90 games. But we won 108, the Yankees won 100, and then Tampa Bay won 90. Like, that division always, <laughs> like, that, that's just what it is. That's just how the AL exists. I was, I, you know, I was just saying that knowing that, knowing that you had three great teams in that division, you can't get swept. You can't. Like, that's what I meant by that. Like, I get it. Yeah, sure. They're, they're all, they're, they have three great teams. I understand that. Alt, but you can't get swept. And you can't answer they that. They should have lost that Sunday night game. That, that, they got screwed. I'm sorry. I, and, and I know it doesn't matter. They're still playing through the day, but uh, Craig probably was watching it because he had to do it for work probably. But that, that Sunday night game, they got screwed. That was a strike three. And, that, and so, but I don't, I don't want to get into it, but they, they got screwed that Sunday night game. And they should have lost two out of three as opposed to uh, getting swept. But it, sure. it, is, it is what it sure. is. But they, but they got swept, and then they answered that by losing two out of three to Baltimore. So that tells me all I need to know about them. Now, again, Craig, are you going to say something? Because you, you turned your mic on, dude. I was just going to say Red Sox-Yankees is probably the what the league needs and wants right now. <laughs> yeah, but it bring, that brings me to my point. Like, yeah, y- you never want to take away that 4 championship, right? But can you imagine if this was happening pre-04, what it would be like here? Because it's not like that anymore. We, no. we take uh, the, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry is not what it was in 02, 03, 04, and 05. We're the, world, we're the only team that's, that's fun, though. Neither teams have the personality, so they did back then. That's what I felt like was the biggest driving force. We're also Man. not craving a championship that, that's been uh, ripped it's, away it's, from New York. It's, 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 been, it's been 12 years for them. Yeah. Man. That's a long time for them. That's a long time for them. They ain't once as old not. And I said, they went to a couple of AFC, ALCS, uh, you know, uh, series, but yeah, they ain't won in 12 years. So their fans are waiting. And once again, they've only won, but they've won twice in 21 years. They won in 2000, they won in 2009, and we've won four since then. So, you know, hey, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's there. It should be there. Does it feel the same to you, though, as, as a sports fan? Like, do- it's, it's, but it's always going to be the same to me because I hate the. I'm not a, I'm not a pink hat. I'm not a pink hat fan. It's just like, well, we won, so it's okay. Fuck that. I we win 17 to 1. That, that, that's what I, I want. I want. I'm hitting for the cycle type. That, that, that's what I want. And we're playing, I did it my way. As we leave, said, that's what I, 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 don't, I could care less about what's new and, you know, oh, we have won four times. Well, let's go for five. That, that's how I feel. Going to head, what's your prediction for the game tonight? Red Sox win six to four. So I want the Red Sox to win. So I'm going to say that they win three to one. I, I think that despite everything that I've said about Evaldi, I say Evaldi goes seven and two thirds and then, and then you just bring in the closer and you're good to go from there. I think just like everything else that's happened on this show, when I shit on you, you do well. So do it again, Evaldi. Yeah, that, that's true. You're right. He was he was nails the other day. Uh, oh yeah, he was good against Baltimore. That's all. That was that whole time. But he still old. He still needs to come out and dominate. <laughs> I'm still with that. So yeah. I know nobody pitches more than five innings anymore. But it's a playoff game. If he's your number one, yeah, that, oh, that analytic shit. Oh my god. Listen, listen. This there is no tomorrow, Alex Cora. And actually, no. Let me say that back. I give him credit 
for taking Stale out, sending because I would have done it. I'd have been like, you know, Stale, you know, you got to be out there pitching, buddy. Like, I love you, man. Two and third. He was like, yo, you ain't got it. The West is gone. And I, I, I love that he has that, that gateful personality. He's like, yo, like, yo, you ain't, you ain't doing it for us tonight. You got to go. I don't care if Stale, I don't care if Roger Clemens, like, yo, I got to go. So, uh, if all this should know that in the back of his play, if it goes two and two thirds and, you know, you ain't producing big old, it's a wrap. So whether it's Sarah Murray coming in, um, we had, no, Garrett Richards has been amazing in the bullpen since they, they took him on the start, uh, start lineup. So, you know, maybe we know, maybe he's someone that kind of has that performance on, on, on Tuesday night, but, but like I said, yeah, with they go score more than I said that yeah. the, the pitch has been bad. Oh yeah. Like I just, I, like I said, it, it'll be. It'll go back and forth. Like New York will have a, I think they'll have an inning like a fourth to fifth for score a couple of runs. And then, you know, we'll have a comment how we did it against Washington uh, the other night. And that's when they're 164, in my opinion. But either way, we got the results winning. Craig, what do you think? You treat this Red, you see, you treat this Red Sox Yankees game like you would any other game seven because that's what it is. All hands on deck. You treat it just like they treated King 162 when it was all hands on deck and you needed to win to get into the playoffs. You know, if, he, you know, if it's the fourth inning and E Rod's ready to go, get in there, buddy. Final score prediction, Craig. I think the Yankees get this one six to five. Oh, there's just no better way to end it. For Hollywood Ray, Ray Sean Buchanan, I am Michael Margangelo, joined by Craig Delisander. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of Missing the Point. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric Acid. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.